0: On this week's show, saving a penalty in a shootout to help his side into the FA Cup first round proper for the first time in their history, we're from Sheffield United's Aidan Pro. I
1: don't really get lost for words, but it is probably one of one
0: of the situations that have left me left me lost for words and a dream tie for his team at Charlton Athletic. Cray Valley PM boss Steve McKim gives us his thoughts on their big day out of the valley.
2: It is that close to, to Charlton Athletic? That... They're, they're made up, all the, all the board members and supporters, they're made up for it, so that's great.
0: Flying high in the National League and now eyeing a League One scalp in the cup. We're from Bromley boss Andy Woodman. It's a cracking
3: draw uh, to put attention to the club, uh, to potentially have a giant killing um, and all of those sort of things. Uh, it makes it a bit harder to get to the next round.
0: And another Bromley man. Making an impression on loan at Herne Bay. Sam German tells us about his time at Winchesfield.
4: Field. Boy, he's a brilliant Arden. Um, I'd be happy to extend, but it's, it's up to Bromley as well as they're the, my parent club, but I'm happy with whatever.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Kentonly podcast, sponsored by Sandwich Town Youth FC. What a week it has been, with five of our teams making it into the FA Cup first round by far the most we've had in the seven seasons we've been doing this silly little podcast. And we're going to hear from three men on this week's show who've got ties with Football League opposition to look forward to. Uh, I'm John Phipps, who last night saw a fox with incredible grasp of the Green Cross code. the line now is a man who, frankly, has done most of the work for this week's podcast. It's Matt Gerard. How are you, pal? Not bad,
5: mate. Not bad. What a week it has been. I was trying to think that it was the... Um is that the most you've had for a while? It probably is, isn't it? So what a fantastic achievement. We'll talk about those, but what a week it's been. Probably the, the strongest week for Ketanon League football
0: in many a year. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's got to be. A, a, I mean, you know, I always say on the week of the of the preliminary round, I always say someone who's playing this weekend is going to get into the first round proper. Why can't it be one of our teams? Well, this year it's three of them, the only three step Four teams left in the competition. So the only teams who would have played in that preliminary round that are still in the competition are Ramsgate, Cray Valley and Sheppie United. And literally, I am smiling just talking about it right now. I have a big grin on my face because I'm so pleased for all the people at those clubs. And I'm so proud of, of all of those players that have gone out there and made those dreams come true. So, you know, we're, we're going to talk about that a lot uh, over over the course of the next hour or so. Uh, before that, have you got anything quickly you want to talk about? I mean, you just had the joyous uh, thing of hearing me on the phone to my, uh, my fiancé, which I'm sure you enjoyed, Matt.
5: Well, uh, as I say, at some point I was going to put fingers in my ears and go la la la. I didn't want to hear stuff that I, I didn't want to hear. Um, it wasn't uh, anything not, too outrageous, was no, it? No, it wasn't. No, no just it normal young couples in love, John. So there you go. Yeah. So um, no Mills and Boone. You need to worry about that. Um, <laughs> uh, no, what have we been doing? No, I haven't been doing too much. Basically, Sunday was just tidying the house because well, well, you know we like talking about um, middle class problems. Our dishwasher is broken, John. Oh. It's, no. That is washing up is oh such a chore. I feel so so that's broken. Hopefully the man's gonna come and um fix it this afternoon or tell us it's unfixable and we'll have to go and buy one. But and it's and it's a pain in the ass. It's one of these integrated ones, so it's gonna be ball ache. But but again, more of a ball ache than having to wash up, which is good. Amazingly, the kids soon run up yesterday when we had to say, oh, I've got to do the washing up. I've never seen them move so fast. They they weren't interested. So but at least I could spend some quality time with my wife washing up because normally we just stick it in the machine and just go on our phones.
0: You need some sort of personal assistant to do that for you, some sort of PA to do your, uh, to do your washing. Yeah, washing. yeah. Well, you don't
5: realise, but yeah. Because again, when you've got the kids, they have like one plate. you go upstairs, there's about six plates out. That's a lot of right <laughs> as well. Never bringing their plates down. But yeah, so hopefully the dishwasher will be fixed because otherwise, yeah. My hands, at least my hands will be nice and soft
0: if that's the case. I've only had a dishwasher when when I was at the B&B and uh, there was one upstairs and one downstairs and I mean obviously it was a godsend for all the washing up that I had to do with all the plates and everything for the B&B but you know I don't really miss it but then on the flip especially when it's just me on my own at the moment in in this flat you know I don't get through enough plates and stuff to justify putting a dishwasher on Um, One of the things when
5: my mother-in-law had a B&B. They had an industrial strength one. That machine was the the nuts. In about three minutes, it would clean, dry. It, it, it sounded like a, an aeroplane was taken off. I remember one Christmas, we would try to do it like as many plates as we could do in about three minutes sort of thing. machine, Yeah, what a machine that was. But that's industrial strength dishwasher rather than the crappy Beko one that's broken off got.
0: Uh, yeah, well, I, I, it's definitely something I can see in my future, uh, a dishwasher, when, when I get back to living well, yeah, mate, uh, was, with someone else. Yeah. But uh, for now, you know, I, I don't I don't really see the, the, the point in having one, but uh, we shall see anyway. Um, it's our 269th episode this week, and we're going to go a bit animal rights here, folks. Uh, calf 269 uh, is a bull, which was rescued in 2012, just before it, as a calf, uh, was due to be slaughtered near Tel Aviv. Uh, the 269 was the number on its tag, and since then, apparently at least a thousand people have, either, have had that number either branded or tattooed on themselves. And that led to the formation of an animal, animal liberation movement, uh, 269 Life. And the bull apparently uh, is still alive. Uh, I'd also imagine, therefore, that the vegan bakery in Dunfermline that I discovered, 269 Vegan, is inspired by this too. And do you know what, Matt? There's a lot I like about the vegetarian way of life. But simply, I like eating meat too much.
5: Well, we're trying once every couple of well, might have our meals to have at least something that's not meat. So, um, trying to be healthy, but yeah, I do like meat too much. But, um, power to the people, as they say, and power
0: to that car 269. I, I think, I think one of the things is like you should try and maybe eat vegetarian one day a week. Yeah. I think that's that would be a good start. And, and do you know, what? there are some good veggie bits and pieces out there. So, you know, there, there is that alternative, but you know, you can't beat a, a bit of steak. I, I, <laughs> You know, I mean, it, it, you're obviously, I don't think fish fingers um, would cause a vegetarian any problem. So next time you're having a roast dinner, you're well, all right. Well, we,
5: did, we did have a roast dinner this week, which was with venison, in fact. Oh. Only because it was a yellow sticker. And it oh. was very nice.
0: So Middle class again, he said he said roast, yeah. roast of venison for his dinner. I mean, obviously, as yeah. the old joke goes, uh, I went to go and buy eight legs of venison, but the butcher said it was too dear anyway. Let's get on, on with the show, and I'm really sorry for that joke. Uh, but of course, the FA Cup is where we have to start. As we said, all three of our remaining Isthmian League Southeast sides made it through. There's only three step forward teams left in the competition, and all of them are from our little corner of the country. I was thinking, John, decided- if you'd have put a pound on.
5: Say, so, right, they would get through on a bet, you know, just be in their hat for the next round. And what odds you'd have got? Oh,
0: you know, no, before
5: Saturday, he must have been it.
0: high. We think they've all beaten teams from higher level as well all the yeah. way through. So, you know, if you if, you'd, if you'd don't accumulate of, of them all those games as they've gone along, you could probably retire on it and get yeah, as yeah. much venison as you want.
5: Yeah.
0: Um, all three of those teams have done incredibly well. So deciding where to start was difficult. Uh, in the end, we plumped for Sheppard United, who went the distance with Billericay eventually going through on penalties after a pair of 1-1 draws. It ended up 5-4 on spot kicks on Tuesday night with ice keeper Aidan pro saving the second of Billericay's spot kicks. And I'll come up with him to go through it all and discuss the forthcoming tie with Lee to Walsall.
1: I think, as as anyone would sort of say, the FA Cup is something you dream of playing in as, as a kid. And obviously playing in the extra preliminary rounds are fantastic and whatnot. But to actually be in the first round proper and seeing, like, I think the, the F, Emirates FA put up a picture today of like all the teams in it and you see Sheffield's badge next to Derby County, next to Bolton, next to Charlton. It is, honestly, it's such a surreal feeling. I don't think it's nestled in quite just yet.
0: We spoke uh, before before two rounds ago against Merthyr and, and I, I think at that time it was like, well, oh, that's a tough draw. And you went to 1-4-1 there. And then you got Biliriki, another team at a higher level and you've beaten them as well. I mean, it. it must be absolutely incredible. You must all be on cloud nine.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it is. It is unbelievable. I mean, I think back then, um, I said the FA Cup is something you, you at the start of the season, you don't aim out to win it. But now we may as well say sod it and go for go for it and try and get a trip to Wembley.
0: Um, you were obviously Billericay last night. Um, again, much like the first game, you took the lead down Bradshaw and then got pegged back. Uh, and obviously this one goes all the way to penalties. Uh, What's your record like in shootouts before? Because you were the hero last night. Yeah,
1: well, (laughs) um, I'm sure Michael Golden will probably hate me for this, but my record in shootouts is probably not great. I mean, in penalties in games, I seem to be okay, but I think I've been involved in three or maybe four penalty shootouts beforehand, and I don't think I've actually saved a single one. Um, But To be honest, last night, when when it did go to penalties, I don't know why, but I just had a feeling that today was going to be the day. Um, And I just sort of said to myself in my head, just pick a side, commit to it and go go big, basically. And luckily, it it paid off.
0: I can actually confirm that's exactly what your former manager said to me in a text message. Um, (laughs) He's let me know also. Yes. The penalty that you saved was it wasn't
1: the best struck, but it was certainly low towards the corner, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I don't think it was, to be honest, I think he's hit it harder than what, um, I think he's hit it more, he's hit it with power, but it hasn't quite gone as far in the corner as obviously he would have liked. Because when I, when I did get my arm to it, it took it took a it took a big knock, a whack on my elbow. Um, I, I also think there was, was it, the third? it was either the third or the fourth penalty that I actually dove past the ball. Um, that so sort of the the old what I just said about diving just going big actually left me a bit unstuck on that one. But I think the the other three penalties are pretty good. But yeah, no, I mean I'm sure uh, like it, it in any sort of situation with penalties, it's always favouring the the guy who's taking the penalty to to miss it. He's probably not best pleased with with how it went.
0: It's funny, isn't it? Because nowadays, when we see one on the TV, a penalty shootout, they've all got written on their water bottles which side of these players are going to go. But at Ismael League level, you haven't got a clue, have you? It's just literally pick a side and go.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I mean, we do, we do obviously do our analysis and whatnot. But from what I've tried to find online, I haven't been able to pretty much see anything of Biliriki and who the penalty takers are and what side they go. So last night, it was a it was a case of looking at, looking at their run-ups, Sort of judging, kind of judging what sort of player they are, and then just yeah, make it making a guess and, and going with it.
0: Hey, it looked like big celebrations as well, and, and I guess you know twelve hundred people in the stadium. It must have been a magnificent evening.
1: Honestly, it was it was incredible. I mean, the I think the uh, the clips have been going out online from various fans, and they're all different angles of celebrations, and they've been incredible to watch. Um, watching the highlights back and hearing the cra- uh, hearing the stadium erupt when when Bradshaw scored his goal, and then again when I saved the penalty, and then when Lambo scores scores the winner, it was it sends it sends chills down your spine. It does make it makes your hair stand up. It was yeah. Um, I don't really get lost for words. I can natter on for a, for a long time, but it is probably one of one of the severe uh not many of situations that have left me left me lost for words and yeah it's it's sort of a feeling that you have to be there to really appreciate what it what it feels like.
0: And obviously now it gets even bigger because you're playing a football league team in the next round and and that's the dream, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah most definitely. I mean watching the after the Bidaricky game obviously we knew we was gonna be involved in the draw on uh Sunday, I think it was. Um yeah. So what watching that and waiting for your your name to get pulled out, I mean, I couldn't imagine what the the scenes at at Cray Valley would have been when they when they drew Charlton. Um and then seeing us get the home tie, and then you're waiting, you have, you are hoping it's going to be a football league side, because like I say, seeing the picture that um, they posted with us next to the likes of Derby, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but then, yeah, again, I don't think it's quite sunk in that. The League Two team; these these players are they train. This is their job. They train every day. That's what they do for a living. And they're going to come down to to home park and, and give us a game. It Honestly, is beyond belief.
0: And and I guess we don't know this for certain, but surely ITV or BBC are going to be able to look at this, aren't they?
1: Ah, oh, bloody hope so. <laughs> I really do hope so. I mean, it will be it will be incredible for the players. It'll be incredible for for the fans and it will, I mean, I, in all honesty, I think it will bring the sort of credit and, and um, publicity that Sheppard do deserve because um, it, it's been a, a fantastic club. Obviously, it's had his had sort of wobble, so to speak, over the last 18 months or so um, with various managers leaving and then everything happening upstairs but we've, we've sort of found our feet and, and what the club does in the community and, the youth sides and the facilities, et cetera, et cetera, it really does <clears throat> does deserve to be put in the spotlight and, yeah, have have our moment.
0: Did it make a difference to you going into last night's game to know that the carrot was going to be Walsall? Um, I think
1: so, yeah. I think so, yeah. I mean, obviously, you go into every game wanting to win and the FA Cup, the, being, to be in the first round is a, is a huge carrot anyway. And then to get the draw of a, of a professional team, yeah, I, I would, yeah, I think anyone would say it probably did give you an extra ten percent to go. Come on, let's let's go and pit ourselves against the, an actual professional football team and see see where we can go.
0: You said a minute ago, you know, you're playing a professional team; it's their job and everything like that. And I suppose that's in massive contrast to you because you finished that game late last night, then you had to drive home, and then you've done a full day's work today as well. It must be pretty tricky for yeah. you.
1: Yeah, no, of course. I mean, that's the uh, probably one of the biggest things I learned from 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 my academy days going into non-league football was the sort of commitments that come with work. And then, like for instance, today I didn't get home till half six. So see if I, if I would have had training tonight, it would have been literally through the door, shower, take a banana in the in the car, and then <clears> off <throat> straight off the training. Um, and it does, it does, it does take a lot out of you. Um, Fortunately enough, I've got a boss who is very understanding. He plays football himself, so yesterday we had we had quite a relaxed day, um, and w- was able to be home with a good few hours to spare. But it is it is a it's a different sort of beast. Um, and then you've got everything that comes with it. With obviously being a pro, you get you get your nutrition sorted out. You have specified gym sessions and all the rest of it, so you can be in peak physical ability. Whereas coming home from work and then going to the gym sometimes is a it's a tough ask.
0: I, I suppose as well at work today. I suppose it's been quite a good day because you're probably still on a high from last
1: night. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I haven't stopped smiling to be honest. I mean, I think I got in at one o'clock last night after the game. Didn't probably didn't get to sleep till about three. Woke up with my cheeks hurting, and then yeah, caught myself throughout the day continuously just bursting out into a smile or laughing in in disbelief that we are going to be playing like I say, a professional team, a League Two team. We've got this far in the FA Cup and we've sort of cemented our names in history and in how far we've taken Sheppey, and um, and what is to come.
0: Uh, before the FA Cup game, you've got three league games. Uh, you haven't played a league game in since, I think, it's August. Um, and, yeah. and the thing is, is, obviously, now you've got Walsall, you know it's coming, but you've really got to focus on these three league games as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah
1: yeah I mean as the, as the saying goes your league is is your bread and butter um so we we've kind of got to bring ourselves down, back down to earth before Saturday and if if we go into Saturday with the sort of same form as as we showed in the last two games against Billaricky then I'm sure we'll give ourselves the best chance of of taking three points and and again over the next as you say three games in the league just a uh, yeah, just keep sort of keep doing what
0: we've done in in the cup, and hopefully bring bring the cup form into the league. That's the thing, isn't it? It can be a catalyst for a, for a good a good league campaign when you've had a good cup run. Not even just taking away the money side of it, but also you know the feel good factor that you've all got because confidence must be sky high.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, football is, in my opinion, football is a massive confidence game. You, if you've got a player playing in confidence who feels on top of the world, they go out there on the pitch saying, if you're a striker, I'm going to score today. If you're a goalkeeper, you go, no one's going to score against me today. And, um, yeah, obviously having, having the results against Murphy and then villa over the last two legs, we went toe-to-toe with teams that have got massive budgets um, in the league above and are pushing in their respective leagues. So, to, to say we're playing on confidence is definitely a, probably an understatement. We're, we're going out into every game Sort of, especially at home looking at them going yeah we'll go toe to toe for
0: sure and just finally obviously you're hoping the TV companies come court what, what would it mean to, to you and your family for you to be live on national TV <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it will be it will be pretty incredible it will be pretty incredible I have to definitely
1: get someone to, uh, to record it so we can look back on it over the years and um, yeah no it will be it will be probably a once in a lifetime experience
0: Well, with the magic of technology, that interview is going to take place about five hours after we're speaking. Uh, But I'm going to confidently predict that he was a very, very happy man, Matt. Uh, You were at the first game on Saturday. Well, by all accounts, Sheppey were unlucky. So were you impressed by them?
5: Yeah, I was very impressed. I thought they were the better side. Dan Bradshaw, you know, he he went off. He scored. Good goal. Uh, His first touch wasn't great. His second touch was brilliant. He drilled it in the corner. I thought they were the better team. They had the best players on the pitch. And Hamill, who I thought was excellent, their captain. Really good and Lambert, um, they caused them problems. Um, Billy Ricky, I wasn't that impressed with it. You know, they got some big names who played league football. I thought um, they held him at bay. Aidan had a good game in goal. You know, came and got everything. Um, so he he was pretty solid. Um, they looked with a better team. I thought they were a bit unlucky not to go. Cassini just before half time, and that was a bit of a body blow. But up to that point, they were a the better team. Kitten a lot more pacey than. Billericke and I know Matt Eastley from Radio Kent went to the game yesterday, and I and I said to him before I'd fancy them because they've got absolutely nothing to fear. And thankfully, um, the magic of penalties had gotten through. But what an achievement! And you know, I was queuing up in there for some food at Billericke, and all these Billericke, uh, all the Sheppey fans were really excited. And you know, if you're a Sheppey United fan who've been going for years, I think it was 1200 there yesterday, you'll never forget that moment beating Billericke in the cup. You know the buzz of that of knowing you're in the first round you've got a lead team nothing can beat it so i i I'm really appreciate that people like ernie ernie great guy when i spoke to him afterwards so yeah absolutely delighted what an achievement that is for Sheppy. so um i think it's mark and he's who's a regular listener to the pod. i didn't see him on saturday but congratulations mate. make the most of this moment and you know i even shed a tear if you've been following Sheppy all that long 100 years, first round of the
0: cup, doesn't get much better than that. I only think it's better than that if you can beat Walsall. Absolutely. Do you, do you think, Matt, um, that the fact that they knew they had a football league team added something to the to, to, to the intrigue on Tuesday night? Or do you think they were just up for their game, uh, whatever? And I suppose, obviously, it's exactly the same for Bill Ricky. So... You know, but to get that tie, as, as we said, they play Walsall uh, at home. If that game's not on TV, then I think we should all march on BBC Sport and ITV Sport to find out exactly what's going on there. The lowest ranked team left in the competition at home to Walsall. That game has got to be on TV, hasn't it?
5: Well, I think, it. you know, if you'd have got Barrow, if you know you're going to Barrow away, you might have thought, oh, God, I don't really want to do that. But yeah, Walsall at home. And, you know, I think even if Ricky on... It, it's, the, the TV's are looking for cup shocks and a little bit of a story. The Sheppy story is amazing, and they've got a league club. I, I would be shocked if they're not on the telly. And you think about the money they made. I think they made it in the cup so far about 22,000. So, winning that game, you get on the telly, that's 50,000. What can that do to the club? It's just phenomenal. And what um, could it do for the area? I bet the Isle of Sheppey is absolutely buzzing this morning, and that's what it's all about getting the football club in the community. So, I really. A really great great story like all the all of the teams in the fa cup they're great story and i know the fa cup gets a bit of a kicking again after all our sides go out i won't watch it because nobody else treats it but for these teams it's it's the ultimate isn't it well i'm and i'm sure Aidan has just said that in his
0: interview absolutely and and you know interesting as well And um, i'm preempting what he's going to say there but you know going from uh, winning a penalty shootout on a Tuesday to be back at work on a Wednesday morning—it just shows the dedication, doesn't it? That our our, our players and our managers and, and club officials are showing to, to, to this, and you know that's why it's so great when you see these people getting their rewards, you know. And, and as you say, there probably are people. Well, there, there was in fact someone at Walsall Sports who said, "I've never heard of either of those places, Billericay or Sheppey." I, I could, I, you should have heard of. I mean, Gavin and Stacey was massive, wasn't it? But Sheppard United there will be people who don't even know that there was a football club on that island and now surely to goodness they're going to get to see them on either BBC or ITV Sport and you know it puts the place on the map and as you say the money's they've already made 20 or grand it's 50 grand if they get on TV uh, 40 grand if they were to win um, and that money sets up a club doesn't it you know they had all the upheaval in the summer um, that, that went on and and now they're, they're got an opportunity to really make something of the club you know the stadium's in a in a good condition but they might want to do some more bits and pieces to that and you know the interest around them is going to be absolutely massive and you know i'm i'm, I'm so pleased for, for everyone and as you say people like mark and, and other supporters who i see a lot on social media there's a uh, sean um and, and a few other chaps as well who who are you know they're so passionate and Lee as well who does the press and is the kit man and like that, you know, so pleased for everybody at that club. Um, you know, it's a, a fantastic achievement. And you know, if someone had said at the start of the season, you know, when, when the, the previous chairman had gone on um that Sheffield United would be getting ready to play Warsaw in the FA Cup, I don't think anyone would have believed it. So a phenomenal achievement.
5: I think it'd be good to get on somebody on, John. What you have to do differently, because this is gonna be, you know, when you're at home in front of three, four hundred, boom, thing. I'd love to know what they have to do now to get a league club, what they have to do if the TV cameras come down. But logistically or work wise, it must be a nightmare for Shepard, A good work well, but it, you know, the things they've probably got to change now, isn't it? The hard
0: them. work starts now. Oh yeah,
5: yeah. What what you think the capacity of the ground will be. I've never been to sheppard as we know.
0: That's been very well documented. Uh, I'm not 100% sure what the capacity is. Uh, I'll have a look now. I mean, it's parking is always an issue uh, (laughs) whenever I've been there. And I mean, I've been there when there's been much smaller um, crowds than there will be for that one. And parking can always be a problem. Um, But, you know, and it is is a thing that they they did put out an announcement before they played. uh, 1,400 apparently is the capacity. They did put out an announcement. Um, to say that the best way to secure your ticket for the game against Warsaw was to turn up. Uh, and it did say if we get through and if the game is played at home park. So, you know, there is a possibility, I suppose, that that game could be moved. Um, but, you know,
5: personally oh, that's speaking... The magic. You don't want that magic The magic of the car. No,
0: personally speaking, I hope that they find a way, get some temporary stands in or something, yeah, get yeah. that game played there. But I'm sure there will be an announcement to come on that in the coming days. Uh, also through a Ramsgate, 1-0 winners at AFC Totton, uh, Joe Taylor's excellent finish enough to take them through to the first round. For the first time since 2005, the last time they got here, and they ended up going to Nuneaton. Uh, this time they're at home, it's against Woking. Uh, they beat mm. him, what said, in a replay on Tuesday night. Last tie out of the hat, Matt. Uh, well, they could have got I'm Barrow, sure. couldn't
5: they? I see there's four left, and Barrow was one of them.
0: And Northampton, it was Barrow, Northampton... Yeah. And that. and you know, I was sat in the office and like people were a bit confused as to why I was getting so excited about like the FA Cup and I was obviously buzzing about the team we're gonna talk about next and theirs draw. Um and I was just kinda of sitting going, Come on, get get Northampton, get Northampton. But it wasn't to be. Um I suppose the positive you can say is it's at home. Uh, you know, but Woking will be heavy favourites for that time.
5: Well, right, you know, my love for Woking is documented on all these parts, John, so um, yeah, it's a good. I think it's a good tie for Ramsgate. Uh, they're at home, nothing to fear. I, I tell you, Woking will know the fans will, around the area. Again, people coming up to be a working fan. It uh, Ramsgate got through. With it. All, they all they want to go. So again, the magic of the cup. People are going to go. There'll be a cracking atmosphere there. We know Ramsgate have got players who have played at the national league level. Where Woking are, nothing to fear. And again, Ben Smith will have them organised. Like all these times, it seems we have got league games to play, and you we mentioned Steve, Steve, um, Steve Kim. in a few minutes. You've got to get your feet on the ground here now, haven't you? Because you, you're absolutely buzzing,
0: absolutely. Rams get our league action actually this evening, right yeah. here so that's going to be, um, wet you know, apparently. Yes, well, it's, it's wet here, so yeah, it's gonna be oh, wet well, it's there. Coming as well. our way, then. I mean, let's be honest, southwards cold in August, so yeah. it's not going to be a pleasant <laughs> evening down there, um, but no. it's Again, delighted for Ramsgate to get through. And I know Jim Ward was at the game uh, on Saturday as well. So, you know, he'd have been delighted. And Danny Ward has been very vocal on social media about his delight for it and everything. And, you know, Ramsgate are a, are a great club. They're really well run. They're doing things the right way. Really, really their rewards, up. I'd say, John. Yeah, definitely. And, and do you know what? I wouldn't rule it out. We, no. They've got... a They've got a chance. It's a National League team. You know, you don't know what attitude Woking will come down here with because they'll be thinking, you know, that they're expected to win. And, and that's always a challenge um, for a, a non-league team when you're, when you're big favourites. And, you know, I, I think anything can happen. It's the FA Cup, the magic I, of it. I, and
5: and my, my love for Woking, I'd absolutely love it. Love it.
0: Ramsgate can knock them out. Absolutely. Uh, completing our hat-trick of Ismir League South East qualifiers are Cray Valley PM. And they picked out... An absolute cracker of a tire Four-mile trip to League One, Charlton in the Valley as a reward for beating Enfield Town 5-2. At the end of their chat last week, in the bits I edit out, Matt said he hoped to speak to Steve McKim again this week if they were through. And both, thankfully, are men of their word. So here is the Cray Valley manager, Steve McKim.
2: It was saying that we worked really hard for. Um, we were made to work hard for it.
3: And uh, got our rewards at the end.
5: Yeah, We won't, we won't talk about the game because the, the draw is the big thing. I take it your phone's gone... Into overload the last 24 hours, I say. So.
2: Yeah, non-stop, mate. I've got to be honest, non-stop. But for the good, for the good. I mean, we, uh, I normally deal with a lot, a lot of um, not-so-nice phone calls. Um, but now to have these sort of calls and messages and stuff like that is, is fantastic.
5: I presume, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a geography expert, but as the crow flies, is that the nearest yeah. club you could have actually
3: got?
2: Yeah, I think it's four miles from, from our ground.
5: So, <laughs> do you know what I mean? You, you're right on your doorstep. So, it's
2: a fantastic draw for us and, and the club. So, the people who work behind the scenes and everything. And everyone says this, like non-league sides, they get a league side. It's great for the, for the fans and all that. And, but it genuinely is it's that close. It is that close to, to Charlton Athletic that... Um, they're, they're made up all the, all the board members and supporters. They're made up for it, so that's great.
5: Well, I presume the main man over the next, apart from yourself, Kyrell Lisby is going to be a very popular man with the media as well. Have you spoken to Kyrell after his, his dad was a bit of a legend at the club? Yeah, well, it,
3: uh, Kevin played Kevin played with uh,
2: Cray, Cray Valley as well. Yeah. So, um, but he's going to be non-stop. They're going to be everyone's going to be on Kevin. Everyone's going to be on Kyle because of the connection. And like I say, it's, it's one of those moments that you don't get many in football. Um, but if he, he gets that uh, exposure, it's good for him. And like I say, he's, he's, his dad's been there, seen it and done it. So his dad knows how to handle it, no problem.
5: I suppose that's the next question. You know, it, It's like, um, you know Christmas is coming, but you've still got two weeks before it actually arrives. So your job is to keep the players grounded now because it's always in the back of the mind that uh, they've got the big game coming up.
2: Yeah, definitely. We've we, we got we've got two massive games. We've got other games, we've got two massive games in the league. We haven't played a league game since <laughs> August uh, August the 28th. So we've we got two league games coming up, plus two cup games uh, in the Kent Cup and the FA Trophy. And then then we've got the, the Charlton game after that. So our, our focus will be on the next one, which is Punjab tomorrow. And and it, it's the old saying, play what's in front of you first. And I won't be letting the players get ahead of themselves because they do. They can forget about Charlton full stop. Because we've we, we got a lot of important games coming up before then and training sessions. And if certain certain players' minds, which they won't because they're a good group, were to focus on one one game only, then uh, that's a recipe for disaster for all of us. And like I say, we've, we've got a, a big season ahead of us and it hasn't started yet because of, of the good cup run that the, the boys have had. Um, but we'll be focusing on whatever game comes up next before Charlton at You
5: You mentioned last week as well, final point, that... You know, you think you you got the tactics wrong when you played Bradford when you were manager of Tunbridge. Yeah. Are you going to try and right those wrongs when you play Charlton?
2: Yeah, as I said, I, and I did mention it, you learn from certain mistakes. and In that game, um, we didn't have the crowd with us and stuff like that because of COVID. But I made a grave error of, of going big, bold and brave against a side that were lowered down in League Two at that time, they weren't weren't at their best, and they came to us that day, and, and they were, in my opinion, really, really good. Um, fitness wise, strength wise, and and I should I shouldn't have gone the way I went. I went four four two against them, thinking because they'd conceded a few goals, we'd get at them, and uh, no, that that, that 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 was a big error. That was a big error, but you learn from it. You move on and you try, you try and rectify wrongs in the next game. And like I say this, this is a, a huge, huge ask for us against Charlton, who are get a good crowd. They're, they're doing well in their league. Got a new manager in, um, very good manager as well. Um, so we've just got to, got to put our best foot forward and, and enjoy the occasion without um, without losing sight of it. it's a game of football that, that two teams are there and, and you have got a chance of winning.
0: I'm repeating myself a bit here, Matt, but I'm so pleased for him, Matt, and I'm so pleased for everyone at Cray Valley. You know, he said they're all the people behind the scenes. He's happy for, and, and a fantastic draw, that isn't it?
5: Uh, uh, well, I, yeah, when I said about it, you probably couldn't get any teams closer. And the Cairo Lisby and the Kevin Lisby story, little Cray play to Charlton. You, you couldn't have asked for a better tie. You know, everybody said, oh, we want Portsmouth, we want a Bolton or a Derby, but Great. Charlton just down the road. They're going to take a lot of fans. It's going to be a fantastic day for the club. The fans have been lucky. They've been to Wembley, haven't they, recently? But now FA Cup against Charlton. I'm sure there must be more links to, rather than Cairo as well, some of the players they've got who may have started at Charlton as a, a youth academy. So, yeah, unbelievable time. Do you think? I don't think it will get the main telly, John, but it should get something, I would have thought.
0: Yeah, I mean, if it had been at home, then yeah. absolutely nailed on, I think. But, you know, I, I think because it's away from home, you know, that it it's probably one that's going to let slide. But, you know, I saw some uh, fun sponge on Facebook saying, oh, that's a terrible draw for Quay Valley because my team played at Charlton and no one turned up, rah, 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 but it's just round the corner, you know. And hopefully the two clubs can do something creative yeah. and, and really get as many people in as they can at the Valley. And, and you know, a, a great... Chance for those players to go and test themselves at, 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 at a great stadium just around the corner. You know, if like you say, there'll be players at that club who have probably been at Charlton at some point, and there'll probably—that's exactly what I'm saying. And there will probably be some people in that Jesse room who support Charlton Athletic, and that is a dream come true to go and play at the Valley, isn't it? I mean, you're phenomenal. It's it's yeah, really well done to Cray Valley and, and really well done to Steve McKim. and and. You know the fact that he's got that experience of what happened three years ago, they're going to go there and, and they're going to set up right and, and make it difficult, aren't they?
5: Yeah, I, I think, um, I think he's got a, a point to prove maybe not to anybody else but to himself, right? I've got that wrong, and I, I, I admire him for saying he, you know, it's very easy not to say he made his own mistake, but he's done that twice now, saying, right, I got it wrong, so he'll get them prepared. But again, as we said, that's on the back burner, the players have got to perform. In the league and the trophy game they've got coming up as well so um before they get to it but unbelievable what a draw it's, again the magic of the FA Cup and good luck to them and I think we're going to see a lot of Kevin Lesby Kevin Lesby and a lot of Carl Lesby on the the media in the next few weeks
0: absolutely um they did lose on Tuesday night their unbeaten run is over uh, they lost at Punjab United 3-0 in the Kensington Trophy. I haven't seen the team they put out, but I reckon it probably wasn't many of those who played uh, at the weekend. But uh, yeah, a brilliant start to the season and a great reward as well for them. Uh, also through a Maidstone only won again at Torquay. And they will now head to Chesham, who beat Margate two rounds ago and Braintree after replaying the last round. And Bromley also pulled out an absolute beauty, a home tie. Against the 1953 FA Cup winners Blackpool, it's one defeat in 14 for Bromley, who are looking to go at least one better than last season's playoff semi-final loss. And Matt spoke to their boss Andy Woodman, starting by talking about the FA Cup win over Wielstone on Saturday.
3: Yeah, it was a tricky tie. There's no doubt about that. I think um, the way we went about it first half was, was was probably some of our best uh, best football and we, we've done this season. Um, we made it a little bit trickier for ourselves second half. Um, but look, it's all about getting in the hat for the next round, which we uh, which we accomplished. So well, really chuffed for everyone involved at the club.
5: Uh, and you you were rewarded with that performance with a absolutely cracking draw against against Blackpool.
3: Yeah, I mean, um, there's a few ways you look at that. Um, it's a cracking draw uh, to put attention to the club, uh, to potentially have a giant killing, um, and all of those sort of things. Uh, it makes it a bit harder to get to the next round. But look, it's the FA Cup and um, I think for everyone involved, it is, it's probably as good a draw as you could
5: have got. Yeah, I, I presume I'm not the only person who's going to mention this over the next couple of weeks. That I think it's 1945 as we probably haven't been in the second round. So what an achievement if you can do that against Blackpool?
3: Well, it would be, a, yeah, I think uh, the, the two go hand in hand. It would yeah. not only be great to put that ghost to bed, but it'd be a, a double amazing achievement really. Um, I do get reminded of that quite a lot. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Uh, it'd be, no, no it'd be quite, it's quite important that yeah. you know, we sort of rewrite history at this football club and, and start putting new markers down because um, the club's you know on the up. So uh, that will be my message to the team for sure.
5: I presume that this could also, well, to me it looks like a bit of a banker for the telly, so it could get Bromley out to the um, the national scene as well.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. I think that gets announced this week. Um, but you'd like to think it's certainly a game that... Look, um, I, I think I'm not silly enough to know that telly will be looking for the potential banana skins. So hopefully uh, we can be that attraction and then hopefully you know, we can give a good good, good, um, good account of ourselves on, on the telly. And put Bromley Football Club a little bit more on the map for everyone.
5: Yeah, All in all, so far the season, well, we're sort of middle of October, you must be absolutely delighted. You're fifth in the league, first round of the FA Cup, Um is that where you want to be? You pleased with our progress profile?
3: Yeah, um, I, I've got to be honest. Uh, there's a couple of points we have dropped. I, I won't. I won't lie to you. So you know, maybe I'm probably a little bit relentless with, with the team I've got and, and, the, and the players. But look, you know, I, I think at this stage everything's ticking along nicely. You know, um, we're, we're kind of where we want to be in the in the league, um, and, and then obviously in the next round of the cup. Uh, but. I think it's very important that
5: we just keep pushing as a club. We said it again when we previewed sort of the season, we thought this year, with the big hitters gone in Notts County and Wrexham, a lot of sides will think, right, this is our chance for this year. What do you think the standard's been like so far this season? I think uh,
3: I think you're exactly right, to be honest there. Um, I think there's been a lot of clubs that have invested money uh, that they might have held back yeah. the seasons before. Um, we're not one of them, by the way, <laughs> I have to tell you. Um, you know, we're still on the same budget. We're still working, you know, to the same mantra, um, and that's that's fine. That's how we operate here. I've got no problem with that. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of clubs that spend a lot of money. Um, uh, you know, three or four springs to mind uh, off the top of my head. And uh, so, so as much as everyone thinks, you know, it's the year to go up. Um, it's also, I think, there's more sort of uh, runners and riders that will also think they've got a chance Of going up. Yeah,
5: you look at it though. I suppose last season you got to the playoffs. It's the next step, is it, to, you know, Chesterfield are what? Well, probably a few points clear at the top of the table, but, you know, they're, they're there to be caught, I suppose, in your point of view, isn't it? Well, I think on paper
3: people like to say it like that. I think reality's a little bit different. Um, Do you think you know,
5: Chesterfield, yeah, you play played Chesterfield. Are they the best side you've played this season? Yeah,
3: and I think, I think we should look at, you know, I, I don't like to come down to money, but I think we should look at our spend, mm of what we spend on, on our playing staff and what Chesterfield and and Barnets and, and, and Southends and Oldhams and, and Yorks, what they spend, you know, we are nowhere near, nowhere near the level. I mean, we're, they're probably two or three times more than us, those clubs. So, you know, everyone gets caught up in the emotion of, oh, you've done well last year, it should be easier this year. Mm, it doesn't quite work like that. We just got to make sure, though, that we keep putting a team out that's competitive.
5: Yeah, well, that's where your job comes in because you you have got a squad together. You, you can pick up, um, what's the best way to describe is it? rough diamonds who've maybe fallen out of you know from professional clubs and you make them better players. Is that the mantra?
3: Well, we, we try to do that. We, we work on the loan market through my contacts. Mm. Um, you, you know, I, I think you'll always find that whenever I put a team out, you know, it'd be a team that's competitive, uh, well-drilled, um, and a good team spirit and good energy. Um, and that's kind of been the DNA of, of what we've had here. That all combined with
5: Michael Cheek up top kind of gives you a good chance. Yeah, we talk about Michael Cheek. You know, you're guaranteed a goal every other game from him. You know, he is a real talisman for you. And, he, and seeing the goals, you know, he scores scruffy goals and he scores quality goals, doesn't he? I don't look at
3: any of his goals as scruffy. I look at great goals. As that ball goes across that line and, and trickles into that net, that's a great goal in my opinion. Uh, there's no such thing as a scruffy <laughs> goal, but I, I get I get your point. I mean, look, he, he he's he's been great for this football club, and hopefully he continues to be that and keeps scoring for us.
5: And working with youngsters as well, Ben Crowhouse has played a lot of games this season. So working, you know, he can only improve by playing with somebody with the quality of Michael, can't he? Yeah,
3: look, look. I mean, we have to sort of we, we have to sort of make sure that we bring the youngsters through. Um, because it's important for the, the lifeblood of this club uh, not just on a financial scale but obviously for the boys that are that are joining our academy um you know and our and our our educational program that they see that there's a genuine pathway to get into the first team if they're good enough so you know Ben's but Helen fish has been a you know guiding light of that Jude Arthur before uh, and now we've got Ben Crowhouse coming through so um You know, it's very important and Ben's been brilliant for us so far. So, hopefully,
5: you know, he could be the next one off the block. So, home has been a bit of a fortress for you. You've got back-to-back home games now against Oxford City, who, you know, have caused a few shocks this season and Dawkins. So, um, what do you expect from those sort of sides? Well, look, first
3: things first, they all play on the same surface as us. and, And I say it all the time, you know, from top to bottom. It's, it's about margins, it, you know. It's about if the margin goes your way and you take your chance, um, and your keeper makes the save at the right time, your defender makes the block. So there's no such thing as an easy game. I think on paper everyone, I think we'll, we'll win it, win these games. It doesn't always pan out like that, but we're certainly we're certainly in a good place. You know, one loss in 14. I think um, we just got to make sure we just keep taking care of our business our end and make sure that we keep pushing. Uh, pushing to get the points on the board to, to, to get you know to the other side of Christmas
5: finally you, your name has been linked to jobs out there I know Gillingham um, you were linked to before Neil Harris took over um I presume um it's nice to be linked to these jobs is it
3: yeah it's um you know I can't control I can't control that narrative um, and I think all the time I'm winning football matches which i've which've consistently done now for three years mm. probably um, I think I'm always going to get linked um, to these jobs. So, um, you know, that, that that's always nice, you know, because I've got ambitions myself, um, you know, to, to sort of go to the higher levels. Um, but that said, you know, my ambition is also to take this football club into the league and uh, that's never wavered from my point of view. So until I'm told otherwise, you know, I, I'll just continue to keep doing the job I'm doing here at Bromley.
0: And they're going great guns, Matt, and they seem to get better every season under Andy Woodman. And I'm sure... A big FA Cup scalp is another step he'd like
5: to take. Yeah, I think that's, as a Bromley fan, you've, you've had, been the golden years, hasn't it, the last few years, being in Wembley twice, getting into the playoffs twice. Now it's the next step. Blackpool at home, difficult tie, but they're good at home, Bromley. Bromley are a good team. They've got a good manager. And um, I, I think um, he's destined for bigger and better things at some stage. But I think he knows that Bromley is a great club. So well organised off the pitch again it's a big game for them but they, they're used to big games John they're used to getting 3,000 people in there so they take it off the of Ducks back again surely this has got TV written all over it as well um, so I think um, yeah, a really good chance for them. And I, I think um, they can win oh, I think they can be a real challenger to get promoted I think getting to the second round of the FA Cup as he says, the ghost of that you know, constantly people going on about it for the next few weeks. If they can get to the second round, that's an achievement. And then you're one game away. Then everything can happen. But yeah, out of all the clubs, we've, since we've been doing this, John Bromley, clearly I think are probably the best organised and had the biggest trajectory in terms of fans and success. Um, I can only see it going one way, really, to be
0: honest. Yeah, they're do, they're doing great. And, and Andy Woodman, you know, I, I always love hearing him actually. But whenever we have him on the show, you know, he's, he's very. Um, almost self-deprecating at times isn't he you know he's very uh, down to earth I think but you can see how he must motivate that team and I agree with what he says there you know I I don't think I don't think for a second that we can say Bromley are playing peanuts but I think you could look at it and say that actually do you know what they aren't paying as much as your Chesterfields and your Barnets and your South Ends and Yorks they haven't got that massive budget everyone else has got but he has just got a way of competing. They've got players who've been around there for a while, you know, and it seems to me they just strengthen every season. And the squad that Andy Woodman's got now is better than the squad he inherited. And the squad he inherited was good. You know, it, 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 he's done a really good job. And I think, you know, he's, he's been linked with other jobs, but I kind of get the feeling that he's the sort of man who would quite like to, to see this through and get Bromley to the promised land. Well, I think... Answer was there
5: clearly, he'd like to do a go on and do well at another job. I, I think an achievement to get Bromley in the Football League, which is definitely an ch- opportunity, um, is from there. And I, I'm sure he won't get a better owner than he's got at the moment if he goes elsewhere because you know they've done everything right. So, definitely a club on the up. Uh, and I think they can support a league club, you know, it'd be absolutely rocking against Blackpool and it's rocking against League game this weekend when they play Oxford and Dorking. You're probably looking two and a half, three thousand. So the the,
0: the foundations are definitely in place. Yeah, and that we'll discuss that tie with Blackpool uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Those ties uh, in the next round are to be played on the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth of November. As I say, I'm hoping, expecting that at least two of, well, probably two of our teams. Uh, will not be playing at Saturday at three o'clock because I'm sure the TV camera is going to come calling and I'm quite sure they'll also come calling for Chesterfield against Portsmouth and probably the other Kent team who we don't cover on this podcast, but they've got a tricky tie at Hereford and that's the sort of thing that the TV channels should be all over. Uh, out of the cup though are Dover and Welling United who both went out with 1-0 defeats uh, the Whites at Eastleigh and the Wings at Wood. Uh, I
5: think John everybody else who's been successful this week has taken the gloss of Dover only losing one nil at Eastleigh John.
0: Well exactly and all reports also suggest that Danny Bloor's side were very unlucky the, against yeah,
5: yeah, the for them, yeah.
0: National League's equivalent of Cruella de Ville. Uh, and had Dover and Welling both won They'd been playing each other in round one. So that's a real shame. Uh, I remember, though, you did text me uh, when the draw came out for Eastleigh. I'm glad we lost. FC um, <laughs> <MSB laughs> United also bowed out. They needed mm. two own goals to get a replay at Slough on Tuesday night, which they then lost 2-0, uh, despite a debut for new signing Jordan Ive, a capture which has got people talking. have another disappointing week on the mm. pitch for Fleet, Matt.
5: Yes, not good. It's interesting, probably... Last season, when they were in the National South, they probably had no fears going to Slough. The poor runner they're in, and Slough are not pulling up many trees in, in, in the division here. Um, a bit of a shocker, really, for them at the moment. I'm hoping, again, I don't think, you think Dennis could be under a little bit of pressure?
0: Oh, I I would say that, you know, the results are not going as they would have wanted. Um, so I would suggest that yes, at, at the moment, because they're in a slump, and that's and the thing is with FC United is they've not been in a slump. Do you know what I mean? That they've always since K- since came in, they've always been on a on a high and an upward trajectory. And right now, they are really struggling. You know, it's it's a it's it's tough. You know, we talk a lot well, maybe, about maybe
5: maybe what we said. Maybe the National League is. Take gone on to a different level before because Ebsolute was smacking everybody um, last season. They've gone into this division. A lot of the teams have got promoted and struggling so maybe it's a bigger gap than we do and maybe they need to go into the market to have a look at that. Jordan Ives come in uh, decent well, decent pedigree um, and it shows what Ebsolute can attract players like that. So, well, I see they've got a big game this weekend so um, I think uh, a win up there which I think is not around with the realms of possibility could can kickstart
0: them. Yeah, they won 1-0 at Slough uh, in March, by the way. I did just look that up yeah. uh, while we were chatting there. But, you know, I say it's it's difficult for Ebb Street because they've been winning games of football. They They yeah. know how to win games of football and they've shown that. But momentum, we say this so often, is key. And at the moment, they're losing games of football. And it must be hard to to wonder where it's going to come from. As you say, uh, they go to Fylde on Saturday. They're not south end
5: on Tuesday. Sorry, they've had setbacks before. Of course, that Dorking game when they lost in the last second of the playoffs. So they managed to bounce back from that. So we're not, um, you know, criticising the character. But as you say, I think the key is momentum. When you lose a few games, your confidence goes. But we know they've got characters in that dressing room that can get them out of this. Well, they're not an issue, but move them up the table.
0: Yeah, I mean, they've got a lot of experienced heads in there who will know exactly what they're doing. Um, but, you know, the fact of the matter is that they've lost three of their last four, uh, and that includes drawing the other game against Slough on Saturday. And, you know, and, and, you know, I look back again, I've, I've got their last six games in front of me right now, and I look back at that 6-1 defeat at Altrincham, and I just think that's not a Dennis Ketreeb result. Mm. And, you know, they, yeah, they've beaten uh, Boreham Wood since then, but then they went and lost 5-2, didn't they? And And, and you just look at it and you just think you know, they're conceding goals. And and even though, you know, they played this great attacking football over the last few years with all that verve and stuff, I wonder if there's a little bit of naivety about how they're approaching games. You know, I can't comment because I've not seen Ebsleet in action this season um, and I've not heard really how they're playing. But ultimately, when you look at those goals that they're conceding, you know, it's just seven points in their last 10 games, 23 goals conceded in that time. There's got to be some questions being asked there, isn't there?
5: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm sure. Dennis Petrie, he's a good character, a good manager. He's proved it, um, despite people not thinking he could there, including us at one stage. But, yeah, he's just got to get out of this. It shows how good a manager are if you can get them up the table. I I still thought at the start of the season with the the financial backing they've got they could get in the playoffs. But that's looking, you know, go on a bit of a run, you can do it. But they'll be disappointed, I think, out of the FA Cup before the end of November and 16th place.
0: Yes, it's not the start they would have wanted. Uh, back to league action for those two on Saturday. Uh, two home games for Bromley, as you said, Oxford against Oxford and Dorking Wanderers, and two on the road for Fleet, uh, the long trip to Fylde, and then the trip to Southend on Tuesday night. In National League South, uh, Dartford came from 2-0 and 3-2 down, but still ultimately lost 4-3 at Hampton and Richmond. Uh, well, Thomas James drew 1-1 at Weymouth. Uh, two games in each in that division this week. It feels like after no league football, we've got loads of it this week.
5: Yeah, uh, yeah. Ridiculous. On
0: Saturday, it's Dartford against Havent, Dover against Hemel Hempstead, Maidstone home to Farnborough, Tunbridge Angels at home to Bath, and Welling go to Torquay. And Monday night, Dover go to Chelmsford, and then on Tuesday, it's Eastbourne Borough against Dartford, Farnborough against Tunbridge Angels, and a little Kent Derby between Welling and Maidstone. Three points from those two? you take that now?
5: They've got three tough games in a week now, so... Um... With a little bit of pressure. I would have thought on them. Um, they need points. They need. I would say they they need to win win the home game because we're terrible at home and won all season at home. And if we can pick up, well, t- I'll take probably a win and a defeat in the away games. If you could, if you gave it to me now, rather. But yeah, he needs to win. Basically, yeah, home game is important. It's a community day, so there's a lot of people up there. So put on a performance, get three points in the bag, and. People will go home happy. But I think it's, you know, on a Dover point of view, the next three games could really show where their season's going to go and maybe where the manager goes.
0: Yeah, so a big game on Tuesday like night. That one it was welling against Mason as well, keeping a close eye. Uh, on
5: Mason don't concede any goals, do they, as well now? No, so they're doing great, on the really roll. well.
0: Really impressive. Uh, in the League Premier Division, Folkestone beat Cheston 2-1 on Saturday, uh, when Chatham hit back to draw 2-2 with Carl Shulton. For Cray Wanderers were beaten four-one at Leaders Hornchurch on Sunday. Uh, the Big Kent Derby on Tuesday night ended in a 2-0 win for Margate over Chatham. We discussed that game last week, Matt. Uh, two new signings in their in their squad as well. And I think that's a really good win for them. And and you know, but a feel good factor. Someone uh, did reply to us on, on Twitter last week and said, you know, they thought what we said about Margate was, was pretty much spot on. So, they'll be very pleased to have got those three points. In a
5: normal week when we haven't had all this excitement, that would have got to say performance of the week, Margate, against Chatham, because Chatham have been great. Margate, um, they will be guessing that well, Ramsgate are doing just natural football. But they still had 408 people turn up yesterday, seeing them get a result against Chatham. And now they've got to kick on, got to kick on, Margate. Get some matches, win some matches, get people excited, because unfortunately, you know, they've got hashtag United on Saturday. So, um, Less about them, the better. But yeah, now they've got to back, show it and make Hartstown Park a fortress. So everybody's pushing in the right direction there, but it must be difficult seeing how Ramsgate are doing.
0: Yeah, well, they've got, actually got another home game next midweek as well. So three home games in a row. If they can come out of that with nine points, yeah. uh, they'll be absolutely delighted. Chatham go to Concord on Saturday. Folks head to Kingstonian. As Matt just said, Margaret home to Hashtag United. There is a Halloween foot tacular uh, for that game so they, they like a bit of Halloween down at Hartsdown Park uh, Cray Wanderers go to Potter's Bar uh, Chatham like Dover are in Essex on Monday night as they go to play Hashtag uh, before Neil Smith side head to Canvey on Tuesday Folkestone go to Face Hornchurch and Margate at home to Hastings that's Wait, three where the hashtag teams hashtag in play, Essex uh, I think they're at Bowers and Pitsey. Oh, wow. so there's, there's a three Kent teams going to Essex next midweek in the League Premier Division um, I again, all the fun of the again, fair again, isn't it okay.
5: They might say, oh, because it's half term, we want to get people going to the matches. Surely, we've said this before, you know, it's going to be freezing, it's going to be cold, it's going to be wet. Move some of these games to earlier in the season, it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, but good for the Dartford crossing to get some money yeah. because yeah, they're <laughs> short of a bob or two. Um, so, you know, be uh, be, all, be all good. And I'm looking forward to heading over it myself. Uh, for the first time in a while next week uh, In the Isthmian League South East Division Ashford were won the winners at Beckenham on Saturday City Mall drew 1-1 at Burgess Hill and from Belvedere beaten 2-1 at home by Broadbridge Heath Phoenix Sports was 2-1 at Littlehampton 7-8 beat Horndeen 3-2 There was also a victory for Ham Bay Two goals in the first 18 minutes Helping them to beat Lansing by three goals to one And after that win, friend of the show Tom Bird Spoke to Bay's loney Sam German
4: I think the boys did unbelievable today I feel like the first half We got two goals early doors And we really pushed on from there Talk, talk us through the first goal. Uh, did you think it was yours at one point? Uh, I'll give it to Mike. Obviously, I think keeper would have saved it, but I'm I'm happy for him. So yeah. Do you think you maybe made made hard worker today? I think we did. I think first half we were going at 100 miles an hour, and that's what gave them their lift going into the second half. And that's when they got their early goal in the second half. And I think as soon as we got our third, we killed the game off.
3: So you've been at Hern Bay for a month now. You're on loan from Bromley. How have you, how have you found the month?
4: Yeah, the boys are great. Managers great. They've all uh, welcomed me very, really well, and yeah, I feel like part of the part of the squad. Um, and what are the uh, what, what
3: are the plans going forward? Because your uh, you mumps up. You're online from Bromley. Do you think you'll be going back there, or will you be staying on?
4: Uh, i would have to speak to both Bromley and Hern Bay, but I'm I'm happy with whatever. Like the boys are brilliant, I'd I'd be happy to extend, but it's it's up to Bromley as well as they're the, my parent club. But I'm happy with whatever. But your career ambitions, I assume you want to break into the Bromley team eventually and and, and go from there. Yeah, of course. Like that's the main goal. Uh, hopefully, I can do that. But uh, let's just focus on the near future. So. Yeah.
0: That's the second man from Bromley who's been on the show and is doing yeah. well. Man of the match in that game. I've been looking around. We don't know if he's going to be staying at Hern Bay, but that experience is going to help him a lot, isn't it? And, and you know, shining at this level is is the, the first step, I suppose, towards making your moves higher up the pyramid.
5: Well, Bromley, Bromley are good at that because they've let players go to this level or maybe the level, level, below, And then they've merged them into the first team. And, and again, working with somebody like Steve Lovell can only benefit your game, isn't it? You know. Been in it, seen it, done it. Um, Herne Bay doing quite well, of course. We don't know about this league at all because so many teams have got games in hand. But the good result, he said he was impressed with Herne Bay, Tom. Impressed with Sam and uh, Sam's hoping to stay. So, um, yep, yeah, going in the right direction, Herne Bay. And he's made a bit of changes, Steve, but um, he'll be desperate to go one better. I suppose points on the bag are the most important thing as well, rather than uh, games in hand as well, teams would say.
0: I think so, yeah. I think if you've had a bit of momentum at the start of the season and you've got those points, uh, as you say, on the board, then you're in a, probably a, a good place. And the other teams that have got games in hand have got to catch you. Um, so it's the whole thing over whether you want the games or the points. But Herne Bay have done all right. You know, again, they've had a, a difficult time off the pitch. Um, things have been have been tricky. And Steve Lovell's probably got – feel he's got a lot to prove as well. But over the last – um few years all you can do is, is be watching in front of you that i think they've got some good players there and they're, and they're, they're setting up well i, I know I have a couple of people that were there on saturday i think there's a bit of a feel-good factor and Herne bay have got potential you know and it was just such a shame for them that they got up into the league above and, and it all kind of unraveled for them there but under steve level they've got every chance that they can be there or they're about to so have another crack at it
5: yeah i, I, I think that i think well do they want to go up after what happened last time but- some people, some people probably say no, but you know you, you, you've got to try and um, test yourself at the highest level. And Steve Lovell, you know, probably shouldn't be managing at this level. It could be Brian Howard. So a safe pair of hands behind the wheel there. I have to say, John, what's happening to Beckham? I know we had
0: this conversation last week, didn't we? Yeah. But, um, crazy. You know,
5: again, struggling. It used to be at home. They're were unbelievable, aren't they? Just just not working for them. I'm I'm sure there's enough quality in that squad, but yeah, there must be. Be a little bit concerned they're going back to where they came from or whatever the division they would put them in.
0: Well, who would know where they're going? But uh yeah, it's uh, there's, um,
5: there's enough quality in that squad to get around it. And yeah, fingers crossed they can um, they've been they've been a feel-good club, you know, in the last couple of years. So hopefully um this is just a blip.
0: Yeah, fingers crossed they can uh, start picking things up. Well, they've got an opportunity. I've got an opportunity this weekend, Beckenham, that they're at home, though, to Herne Bay, who we've just been talking about. Uh, Ashford United uh, at home to Merstham on Saturday. I'm not seeing uh, where that game's been played, so maybe that is going to be their homelands uh, return. Ramsgate head to Broadbridge Heath. Uh, it's Chichester against Sittingbourne. Cray Valley go to East Grinstead. Irith and Belvedere are at home to Seven Oaks. It's Hyde against Burgess Hill. Phoenix Sports host Lansing. And Sheppey United play Horndean. Dean. And then, as we say, it's all going off next week because we've got midweek games in all of the divisions next week only a handful uh, in that division rather than a full programme. Uh, so Seven Oaks go to Burgess Hill, Cray Valley at home to Littlehampton and Sheppard United take on Lansing. That's three trips in a week or 10 days for Lancing to, to Kent. They'll be fed up with uh, with driving along those roads as well because I can assure you that's not a great journey um, from Lancing all the way over here, but there you go. Never mind that. In, uh, Wednesday night, Ramsgate are uh, at home again. They take on Horn and then Ashford are at home to Hyde as well uh, in the Velocity Cup. So they're obviously trying to get some games played at Homelands as well. Uh, that just leaves with the Southern Counties East League, which on Saturday was taken up by the Kent Senior Trophy. Uh, here are the results. It was Canterbury 1, Hall 0. A good result, that one for Canterbury. Uh, Snodland Town, 2 1 winners at Deal. Faversham beat Kent United by four goals to one. Uh, Fisher went through on penalties after a 1 1 draw with Stansfeld. Corinthian, 2 1 winners Glebe despite Glebe scoring uh, in the second minute. Um, now Matt you know that I'm a big fan of Greenways and their goal scoring and goal conceding exploits. Have you seen their result from Saturday? No. I'm going to give you one guess as to what the scoreline was. They were at home to Kennington uh, in the Kedsevia Trophy.
5: 5-3. Mm, ha
0: amateur. It finished Greenways 4, Kennington 7 uh, in that game. <laughs> Hollins and Blair were 2-0 winners over VCD Athletic. Uh, Callum Peck scored four goals as Lords would beat Lewisham Borough 5-3 after extra time. But a controversy there uh, in that game where Lewisham Borough player was sown a second yellow card, but he hadn't actually already been booked. Um, so that was a bit of a Confusing one for them. Larkford with New Heath, 1 0 winners at Lead Town. Uh, Rochester United beaten 2 1 by Croydon. Beerstead, 5 0 winners at SC Thamesmead. Staples Monarchs uh, beaten 2 1 at home by K Sports. Uh, Irith Town hit 6 as they won uh, at Sutton Athletics, 6 1. Um, shock result of the round was. Wellingtown, struggling in the scaffold, beaten 6-1 at West Wickham, uh, who aren't even in the scaffold first division, uh, and Whitstall Town, Josh Oliver got a hat-trick for them in their 4-2 win over Tunbridge Wells. Uh, f- is
5: that the trophy that folks did um, right, so the deal lost the final in?
0: Yes, yes, yeah, so they've yeah, so they've lost the final. They've gone out in the, at the first title this time. Uh, one game in the first division at the weekend, Tooting back 2, Forest Hill Park 1. 7-4 though, Matt, have you ever ever seen anything like it?
5: No, fair play. Fair play. I look at it, I've just got on the website there were some goals some crazy goal times as well in that, wasn't it? If you go find it, find it now. That's something yeah. So they were one, two, three four five nil down, then they scored, got one back. Goals basically straight from the kickoff. There was about three goals in that game. It looks
0: straight like straight it looks from like, the 54, kickoff. 55, 60, 61, 62. sixty one, sixty two. Five goals in the space of eight minutes. I oh. mean that's Unbelievable. I, I love I love this so much. 7-4 win uh, for Kennington. So well done to them. Uh, they're in the hat for the next round. Uh, the fixtures uh, in that division uh, this weekend. Well, there's only a couple of games in the league uh, because the FA Vars is back, Matt. I know you love a bit of FA Vars action. Uh, in the league, we've got Irith Town against Deal Town, It's a big game uh, on... Saturday and Whitstable at home to Rustall. Here we go with the FA vars. Are you ready? There's some where's that uh, coming your way. Uh, Staples Monarchs go to Athletic Newham. Uh, Beersted head to Eastbourne United. Um, Fisher are at home to Wembley. Uh, make your own gags there. Uh, Greenways take on Lingfield. It's Homesdale against Corinthian. Larkfield and New Hythe against Glebe. Tunbridge Oils head to Little Common. Hollands and Blair go to North Greenford United. It's Punjab United against Lidtown. Lordswood head to Roffey. Snoddon take on Stansfeld and it's Sutton Athletic against Holyport. Uh, and then back to league action on Tuesday night, deal against Snodland. Uh, Faversham take on Lidtown. Kennington take on Whitstable. it's Lordswood against Beersted. Rustal against Homesdale, Stansfeld against Tunbridge Wells, VCD against Ivettown, Wellington at home to Glebe, and then on Wednesday night it's Sutton Athletic against Punjab United. Um
5: yeah, Punjab I'm- against Lid will be a good game.
0: Yeah, definitely. There's some really nice little ties yeah. in that FA bars actually this weekend. You know, a couple of you know teams coming down to, to my neck of the woods, Beerset at Eastbourne, uh, United and uh, Tom Wells at Little Common. But do you know what, Matt, if the weather carries on like this, some of these games this weekend might actually start to fall foul of the weather.
5: Uh, are we expecting, is it still, is expecting rain for the next
0: three days, are we? Well, yeah, I think I think the weather's not going to be very good for the for the foreseeable, really, because we've got this storm coming in. I mean, it's not as bad as it's going to be elsewhere in the country with Storm Babette, is it? Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe they've run out of names so quickly. Um, but yeah, so it looks like you know it's going to be pretty pretty horrific up there, but there's going to be a lot of rainfall around the country. So hopefully, um, our little corner will will stay dry and and we can get these games on. And you know, it's the first round proper of the Vars, eight hundred twenty five quid if you win. Uh, just keep on ploughing through.
5: There's no random... T- athletic new- Newham is that Sussex.
0: That's in London. Mm. Um, uh, that's the one where games often get called off due to really random reasons. The pitch isn't a very isn't very good uh, up there. So that should be... Holyport? Holyport?
5: Holyport? Where's
0: that? Holyport. I, th- I thought that was... No, that's Hollyhead, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Holyport. Let, let me look over. Sounds look. a nice place. It's a village in England, so, yeah, it's, it's already ticking... Uh, Box yeah. me it is a suburban village in the civil parish of Bray, uh, about two miles south of Maidenhead Town Centre in the English county of Berkshire, but Berkshire.
5: Berkshire, yeah. You sound like a right bird doing
0: that. Yeah, I did. What an, what an idiot. I, I mean, I would just re-record it because otherwise uh, a certain manager in hoops will uh, will pick on me. So, um, yeah, Holy yeah, Port like
5: that, sub- I reckon that's lovely. I reckon they've got a lovely pub at Holy
0: well, it's, Bray, isn't that where old um, Heston's five hundred pounds to right. look at the menu restaurant is? Money there, then
5: plenty, yeah. plenty of plenty of middle class playing for Holyport, I would have
0: thought. Yes, absolutely, and I'm sure they'll be looking forward to their uh, their weekend trip down to Kent and, and Sutton Athletic. Yeah. Um, Get so, up, yeah. lads! Apparently, um, Holyport originates from the old English Horrig and Port, meaning muddy market town. Um, and apparently the village was a stopping off point for the Pilgrims travelling to Canterbury. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Lots of Kent links there. Um, and hopefully they'll be dispatched from the FA bars come uh, Saturday. Yeah. Anyway, that is pretty much it. We've been through all of it, all of the action. Uh, and I say what a what a brilliant week it's been. Uh, absolutely fantastic and, and so pleased uh, for our teams to make it through. Uh, Cricket World Cup is still carrying on a pace or... I, I, I think it was good news under. that South
5: Africa lost. That was good for England, wasn't it?
0: I don't think it makes a lot of difference to to, to England really. I mean, they've got the they play South Africa on Saturday, uh, in both rugby and cricket. Um, and I would imagine you like got ch- like the egg chasing. Uh, do you know what? I'm not normally a massive fan. Um, someone that I know very well is a big fan. Uh, and in the office on Sat- uh, over the weekend, we had I had all four games on. And, and do you know what? They were captivating games of rugby. They were, uh, you know, that that all of them were really close. Uh, and I, I did quite enjoy it and um going to struggle to see the semi-final on Saturday because we're going out with some friends, um, but hopefully we'll get to see uh, a little bit of as the day progresses, um, but you know, it's, I'm, I'm kind of getting into it a little bit, yeah, I'm not going to be doing the Kent non-league rugby podcast though anytime soon football's still my number one, don't worry I hate bloody rugby I know you do <laughs>
5: there you go. That, that, that's, that, that is my opinion of the rugby world cup, I hate bloody rugby
0: I mean, it was funny to see the, um, the stuck Uppingtons you normally like to watch a bit of rugby. Um, we'll t- tell everyone that uh, football fans are all hooligans, but there's a nice video of uh, some rugby fans knocking seven bells out of each other and throwing each other over seats uh, in the game on uh, on Sunday. So maybe you're not Saints after all, lads.
5: Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. You know. There you go. There you
0: go. Any any TV recommendations? I've no, been watching no, Payback. We, we, Have you watched that? No. To be
5: honest, we haven't watched much at all. I've just been watching... Um, Richard Osmond, that's about it. Um, and No, no. We, we need to get, we need to, it's getting that time where it's, we need to start finding some new programs again. We'll still be watching the blacklist, but nothing. uh are going to bed at half nine, John. So, <laughs> you, oh, you, you know, um, that's why you want to do it at lunchtime this week. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what it, yeah, normally after 11 on a Saturday, on a Wednesday, I'm badly knackered. So, it was nice to do it from here because I, I, I am off on the holiday. Well, I'm off mm. work next week because it's hard time. So, yes, got plenty of things to do. So, we'll, we'll work out of time.
0: So Probably
5: yep. it might have to be late next week. But there you
0: go. Well, we'll have a conversation in a minute yeah. um, about that. But yes, yeah, uh, I I there's paybacks on ITV. Uh, I think it's available on ITV Player or ITV Hub or whatever the ITVX, whatever the crappy app that it is called. Um, and it's uh, it's got the, the woman who was the mum in the A word. Um, and she's like, her, her husband, is it? involved in some messy stuff and it's all about crime families and stuff so uh, oh, quite that, interesting quite right on it.
5: Street, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm two episodes in and, and moderately enjoying it so uh, you can't complain too much about that I'm not enjoying this weather um, uh, the trees outside are blowing uh, you know I wouldn't have wanted to have a game of golf today but I don't think that's going to happen um, but yes uh, I, I have a window I have in a different
5: office here I see the company flag which is the company logo is blowing like billyo. So, wow. um, I would have thought it's going to be a, um, a very windy afternoon and rain is expected in fact. Did
0: you have to so. pledge allegiance to the company flag when you started? Uh,
5: no, he didn't. So, I was amazed that sometimes uh, the bloke has to get it, put it at half mast and he knows how to do that because all different nuts, I think, isn't it? So, wow.
0: You
5: know, Use this information
0: it's not for the faint hearted that one god
5: that's the yes, second terrible
0: good. joke i've made yeah. on this week's show i think that's
5: why we that, might as well move on john yeah I, I I we,
0: might well, we might as well move on and we might as well go home matt so yeah. <laughs> thank you everybody for listening to this week's show you can find us on social media on twitter at uh, kent and l podcast we're on facebook search for kent only podcast and you can find the group kent only football chat uh lots of people talking about the fa cup draw and everything like that uh, as we go through that one um you can also find us on Threads and Instagram at Kent Only Podcast. That's all good. Uh, I'm at John Fips 81 Matt is at Matthew underscore Gerard. Uh, as we say, we really appreciate everybody uh, listening to the show. We really appreciate all of our guests giving up their time as well. And what a week it's been! Absolutely fantastic. Thank you, everybody, for for your time, and thank you to those teams for getting through and making your supporters' dreams come true. It's been a great show this week. It's been a great week for Kent Only Football, and we'll be back next week with the Kent Only Podcast.
5: All I have to say to those supporters of Ramsgate, Cray and Shepherd United, breathe that feeling in because it doesn't get much better than that. First round of the cup.